Asia Pacific currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest、uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning, good morning out there, and that's right. This is Asia Pacific Currents. We are back for another year. Back for the first program in two thousand and eighteen, and a big hello to our listeners here in Melbourne, in Australia, and all around the world who might be listening to this on a podcast. And、uh, thanks, any for another interesting、uh, show of、uh, Solidarity Breakfast.、Um, just、uh, to start the morning. Off and、uh, you were listening to. I'm not too sure who were the band, but、um, I like the the beat and but and the song was、um, everything dies. So、um, you know everything's got a、um, in nature. It's got a start and end. But、uh, you're listening. Like I said, my name is、uh, Pierre Morrow. I didn't introduce myself.、Um, I'm here by myself. Giselle can't be here、uh, this morning, but she'll be back next week. And、uh, this year, of course, we're going to keep bringing you late. News from the Asia Pacific region, and of course,、um, lots of things are happening、uh, as as usual. And unfortunately, our class、uh, keeps being attacked by capitalists all around the world. And、um, if you're more, if you're interested to know more information about what we、uh, broadcast and some of the news items,、um, Asia Pacific Arts is brought to you every week here on 3CR Radio. If you want to contact us, you can go to our website, allthewsaawl.org.au, or you can go to our Facebook、um, page.、Uh, they're probably the best、uh, ways to get. Uh, in touch with us, and we've also got a Twitter account. I actually don't have the, a Twitter account, but other people have. So we've got lots of、uh, ways you can in, get in touch with us. And on today's、um, program, we'll be in the second half of the in, of the program. We'll be talking to Barman Yusufi, who's a、um, Iranian worker solidarity activist here in Melbourne, and、uh, he'll be giving us a rundown of what's been happening in Iran over the last. Month with the protest movement and the involvement of、uh, of of workers in that、um, movement, but they'll probably be around、um, quarter past、uh, nine o'clock. I've just noticed that、um, one of the clocks here has、um, has disappeared from the studio, so I've got to turn my head a little bit to have a look at the at the、um, at the clock. But anyway, so they'll be in about. Twelve、um, minutes、uh, time, but of course we'll have、uh, our usual news roundup. But we'll go to a community announcement first, and then I'll come back with、uh, um, uh, a, a bit of news roundup from the region. In 2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR, is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music, and technology from across the decades. You can get your copy of 3CR's book for 49.50 at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, or online at 3cr.org. dot au forward slash shop. 
Get a piece of your own history. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. I have um, that book myself, and uh, it's a great snapshot of uh, of the radio station and the history. And of course, uh, given that it's forty years, it uh, it really is only a snapshot of all the fantastic things and all the fantastic people and programs that have been uh, uh, have um, uh, built three CR over forty years. But we'll go to our first uh, news item, where um, a bit of a uh, tragic story to uh, to open up two thousand. 18 on uh, Saturday the 20th of January a, fr- a fire broke out in a plastics factory in the Bawana industrial area in the north of New Delhi and killing 17 workers and injuring many more the fire quickly engulfed the building as the owner had illegally stored firecrackers in the building uh, and this building had inadequate uh, fire safety precautions. Survivors have since related how uh, badly they were treated when working there, the lack of safety features and how their only exit in the factory was actually blocked. While uh, Manod Jain, the owner of the factory, was detained by the police a few days afterwards, this horrific ex- uh, incident is unfortunately not an isolated case. The main victims of this brutal industrial system are women workers who are more likely to be employed in the informal sector and in more precarious working conditions. And if you go to our website after tomorrow, you'll see a number of, of links that uh, give more background to this uh, story. And to um, counter this quite a bad bad news and this massacres of workers, we go to Turkey, where um, we actually got a big news. Where in a stunning result, hundred and thirty thousand metal workers uh, in Turkey um, spread across uh, almost one hundred and eighty different enterprises, one close to a twenty five percent wage increase over two years. That's right, listeners. They won 25% increase over two years. Now, in addition to this wage rise, they also won substantial increases to the social benefits and the attainment of health insurance. The three unions covering these workers had announced a week ago that a nationwide strike was to begin on the 2nd of February. The government then declared this action illegal on the grounds of national security. Now, given the repression against workers and any opposition of activists in Turkey over the, over the last 18 months, this victory represents a great achievement by these workers. And people would know that um, Turkey has been in a continual war um, because of uh, Iraq and, and Syria, really, for the last few years. And since the attempted coup of 18 months ago, the government has unleashed a, um, a vicious campaign of repression. The whole um, uh, country is still under a state of emergency. And I think over 100,000 people have been dismissed from their jobs and there's tens of thousands who are facing trials on over and uh, some some issue with national security. So given uh, all these issues, it's it's really um, an incredible victory by these uh, metal workers in Turkey and um, really an inspiration to um, all of us. Hey, this is Nick Rimpignao. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. 
Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. We um, we now go to um, Pakistan, where this January was another bloody month for coal workers, with uh, six workers killed in three separate accidents at, at different uh, mines. Unfortunately, the coal mining industry in Pakistan has a terrible industrial record where workers have few rights and work long hours in unsafe conditions. Following on from the the most recent deaths, mining unions held a protest rally in the city of Quetta demanding better health and safety for all mine workers. Now, interestingly, in a separate event in late December, so just over five weeks ago, 10 left-wing parties in Pakistan announced an alliance in order to overcome the weakness of the human and labour right movements, uh, human rights and uh, labour rights movement in that country. I think this is a... uh quite a uh, uh, an op- a, a positive development because as um, we've um, um, uh, brought news over the years the the labor movement in um, in Pakistan is is very weak and, and really the conditions that a lot of workers um, endure are, are really unbearable and the rate of accidents deaths and injuries is is terrible we now go to Cambodia, where um, there's unfortunately the the grip of repression by the government keeps uh, increasing. Late last month, um, three prominent human rights activists, Pan Wong Ting, Venerable But Bun Ten, and, and Muan Tola, were charged with misappropriation of funds from the funeral of opposition activist Dr. Kem Lai uh, during 2017. Now, the interesting thing was that these charges uh, were, weren't brought about by um, friends of Dr. Kamlay or the or the family, but they were the result of a complaint from a pro-government party. Already more than uh, 30 civil society organisations have come out to condemn these charges and to call for their withdrawal. This impl- uh, the implications of these charges for the labour movement in Cambodia are serious, as one of the accused, Moam Tola, is a long-time advocate for the rights of workers in Cambodia. Now, these latest events are just another sign of the increasingly, increasingly repressive climate in Cambodia, where we've seen a number of uh, civil right labour labour groups some labour activists and workers uh, being charged in prison or forced uh, into exile over the last um, two years. Come to me, lover, I've secrets to tell. Hi, we're Dash. And you're listening to 3CR Community Radio. Come to me sweetly this love of great. And um, continuing on the Labour Roundup, it's just on 11 past 9 o'clock here on Asia Pacific Currents and 3CR Radio. The Asia Ban Asbestos uh, Network has started a new round of activities in its attempts to totally ban the use of asbestos in the world. Unfortunately, Asia is the region of the world where asbestos is still used widely, with six of the top seven countries being in Asia. 
as uh, many people here would know, our listeners, asbestos is deadly at all points of its production and manufacturing and, and use, while its toxic effects continue to kill years after its use has been stopped. As the examples of Australia and New Zealand show, it was only through the determined efforts of workers and unions that asbestos use was banned in these two countries. And as we know um, here in Australia, even though asbestos has been banned for many years, it's not in use because it was used for so long and because its toxic uh, effects take decades to uh, to come out. Uh, there's still um, countless people, well, thousands of people who are injured and um, suffer debilitating uh, illness and death because of asbestos. And um, still in Australia, we do have to note that Last week, or well, um, the, it would be the week before, um, given that it was Friday, twenty sixth of uh, January, on our uh, national day, supposedly called um, Australia Day, but a lot of us refer it to Invasion Day. There were rallies um, to uh, protest against the ongoing injustice against our Aboriginal sisters and our brothers. And um, there were rallies all around uh, uh, Australia, but here in Melbourne was the it was the biggest. Uh, it was um, at least forty thousand people. It was a massive show of solidarity and of force, and it was very much uh, the the theme was abolish the date. There's no pride in in genocide. It was great to be there, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners were there as as well. Uh, as people would know here in Melbourne, there's been a lot of political pushback against the organisers, but they've held firm and um, the fight for Aboriginal rights. Of course, the date is just um, the, an expression of all the problems that Aboriginal people face. And if you were listening to um, before to um, uh, to Annie and Solidarity Breakfast, the cashless uh, welfare card is just one of them. There's uh, lots of issues of forced labour, of unpaid labour, death in custodies, etc., etc. So there are a lot of issues that we need to, to fight and struggle um, for. The um, Now another news that um, uh, occurred over um, the, the summer period was that late last year we actually announced um, from Iran that uh, Ismail Abdi had been released for prison. Well, unfortunately, um, we've got... Um, uh, the news that um, on the 20th of January he was actually um, um, taken back to prison to um, to serve uh, his his sentence and it's a real um, um, uh, Abdi uh, has been involved in labour movement for many years. He's an activist uh, uh, in the teachers um, teachers union and the movement for free. Um, Good public uh, education. He's in actual uh, quite bad um, health um, uh, effects, um, or health conditions, and so we're very worried about his um, his long term uh, um, state of of being for being returned to to prison. It's just um, quarter past nine. I'll just do one more item, and then um, we'll go, and uh, I'll, um, I'll I'll get um, um, our our. Um, interview about Iran on, on online, but 
um, sorry, it's all, all these papers. Another item from Hong Kong is that there's um, uh, elections coming up and um, democracy, young democracy activists who've been involved in the umbrella, uh, yellow umbrella movement over the last couple of years are all being barred from uh, standing in, um, in elections. So this is another uh, worrying development that's happening um, in Hong Kong. But that's all that we've got for the news roundup from uh, the region. We'll go to a couple of community announcements and then um, we'll be back um, talking to Bahman Yusufi about what's been happening in um, Iran. Australia is a crime scene. It's unfinished business, this crime. People don't understand that it was a military exercise. It was military in the first fleet. It was Captain James Cook. It was Captain Arthur Phillip. Right through the history of Australia, it's a military exercise. Our people have suffered greatly because the white man is not prepared to act honourably and legally. Still the case in this country today. This is 3CR. It's just on uh, 17 past 9 o'clock here on 3CR Radio and you're listening to Asia Pacific Currents uh, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links. And as I... um as I um, announced earlier in the in the program, we're going to be looking at what's been happening at the Iran in the Iranian uh, protest over the last um, five six five six weeks. And I'm uh, very fortunate to have with me Bahman Yusufi, who's a Iranian worker solidarity activist here in Melbourne. Good morning, Bahman. Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. Good, good. Um, can you just um, give us a brief uh, background on why did the protest actually start seemingly so suddenly in, in late December last year? Yeah, there, there is many reasons. There's, uh, the main is enormous repression in Iran. People of Iran under enormous pressure and uh, security crackdown by the government. The many reasons, uh, uh, such as you know, mass unemployment, when we're talking mass unemployment, we're talking about millions, eight, nine million people unemployment like this. And we're talking about you know, huge poverty, economic hardship. We're talking about expensiveness, huge inflation, embezzlement, you know, discrimination, corruption, child labor, inequality, homelessness. And also, we're talking about, about the gap between poor and rich. And we're talking about for, um, the um, women. Women are really, they are second-class citizens in Iran. And they are in, uh, under enormous pressure. And uh, they don't have any right. They don't have any dignity. There's many things, and uh, they are... Uh, and this is not for a, uh, a short time. 
this has been going for a long, long time. I, you know, I can say you know, since 39 years ago, this government came to power. From the first day, people have this problem. Uh, that's why it's suddenly on the 28th of December last year, and people all came together in shoulder to shoulder and the same and in one voice. They uh, stand up and they uh, they demanded overthrowing the government. That, that's right. It was it, it came up really quickly, and you could see that that anger. But the question I want to ask, given the repression that you you mentioned as well, and a lot of people know in in Iran, how were the protests able to spread so fast in in so many um, cities? Yes, that's a good question because you know that all people having the same pain. When you have the same pain, eighty million have the same pain. You know when. They have the same issue, same problem, and they become they become one voice because they understand each other in each other language. Because in, uh, they understand each other pain. For example, if I bring uh, just a few example, if if a bus driver in the city, they get you know uh, they not get paid for six months, and if a coal miner not get paid for eight months. And also the uh, petroleum, they, they don't get paid for 12 months. And sugarcane workers or textile, they get for six months, you know, unpaid. They all, of course, they are in different industry, but they have the same, same issue, same things, unpaid wages. That's, they understand each other's language, but when they come in, they, they become one voice. Millions of people become one voice, become one and together and uh, united suddenly and become uh, you know this big movement in uh, in Iran you've uh, you've explained that um very well and from what you've uh, what you've said obviously um workers um were really at the forefront of this protest uh, even though um officially trade unions are, are highly repressed in Iran yes uh, you know this, uh, if you go back further down since this regime came to power, you know, the war- workers and workers' movement always was in front line in any, in all different uh, sections of the workforce, petroleum, textile, you know, the uh, mines, everywhere, even the cleaners, you know, street cleaners. They, yeah, all of the workers always left them. And they, uh, they represent you know, representatives, a, a, a union. While the union are not recognized in Iran by the government, but they, uh, the workers, they push ahead in some sort of way, you know, that, and they are in front of line. And so far, many of them, they uh, arrested, uh, they uh, uh, unionists arrested and put in a jail, and they died in a jail, and, and, or, or executed or just under the torture. In a prison, they died. For example, the last two years, the Shah Rukhsamani, one of the worldwide known unionists, they killed him in a prison. Like this one, yeah, the workers are actually they effective, and they affect, even in this uh, massive movement, the uh, end of December, workers they had significant role. Anyway, petroleum, uh, bus drivers, uh, even the teachers. Because for the teachers, because they get paid 
I, to me, they are a, a worker as well. Mm. Nurses. Yes, uh, of, of course, we we understand um, what you're what you're saying. And um, one other thing that's that's interesting for someone outside, and you know, we've talked about the repression that goes on in Iran. I mean, are there organisations that are, are coming up from these protests, or still everything is very much underground? They are. Uh, if I say now, uh, it's better to. Iran is a bit different situation mm-hmm. because of the security. You know, very severe security crackdown. Um, repression is very high. That's um, you know that's uh, any miscalculation by those people are fighting against the government is end up in death. So security, you know, of those resistance are vital. Now, in the you know in the, against you know the in this struggle against the brutal and barbaric regime, one person is everyone. And everyone are one for us. You know, that's that's why everyone protecting each other. Simply, we can't say, for example, you know, finger point, who is who is the leader, or who is which is a person or organizer, organization, or a small a party. You know, that's uh, but yeah, that's um, definitely there is organization. Definitely, somebody uh, leading, but um, mostly they are yeah undercover. Inside the people, yep. people yep. knows them, but the government doesn't know them. We know them, but no. That, yeah, that's yeah. why we protecting them, and the security of those people are vital. We totally un- understand, and um, yes, um, but of course, the, there has been repression, and there's been lots of arrest, and number of protesters were were killed. So, where what effect has this had, and where is the movement? now really like five weeks after lots of protests there's been mass arrests um where is the situation at now yeah obviously the movement still going ahead people now you know chanting them you know and they choose different tactics because uh you know the at the first one all people marching through the days for example, in the morning or in the afternoon, they uh, put in an article on a telegram or in a messenger or in a, just on a, a piece of paper, and, you know, or just they told mouth to mouth. They say, yeah, we have a protest at that time, for example, 2 o'clock or 10 o'clock in a.m. But now it's not that one. Now they're changing the tactic because that was become a soft target for during the day. Soft target to authority. How they they can, uh, and the uh, march was in one place. They uh, all you know the government put uh, a lot of police there, and then put a camera, and then uh, uh, took a film and picture of those people, and then later going arresting. But now they most of the marching during the night is very difficult for the regime to know who who is there. By the face, and also another one is different uh, other tactics. For example, the workers. Workers now focusing on workplaces. For example, sugarcane workers, nearly thousands of people, 
They just now demonstrating on the workforce. They uh, occupied, you know, the uh, uh, manufacturing in the workplaces. Petroleum, petroleum, and also steel workers, for example, uh, still going over 3,500 steel workers in the city of Ahvaz. They are still, and they demanding, for example, the unpaid wages for the last six months, which is partly they, so far, they successful. Or, for example, other people like teachers and the retirees, retirees, they don't receive pay for nearly 12 months, 10 months. They go in front of the parliament. They go in front of the, you know, the, uh, the province's governor or front of the banks. Students, they demonstrate in, in the universities. Like this, and the bus driver, city bus driver, they're in the workforce. This is, now they change the tactic and widespread everywhere, and it's very difficult for government to control that one and to control arrest that one. Now is arresting people is less than, for example, three weeks ago. Uh, this is, uh, people now are fighting. They, you know, they're fighting how, every day they're thinking, uh, you know, how to overcome after regime policy to not, you know, to not crack down and completely stop the movement. Well, thank you for that, uh, Barman. We've really got, uh, we've really run out of time, but you, you've given us a, a really uh, good picture of the, not only of the, of the issue, the protest, but the dynamics of it and the issues that our sisters and brothers in Iran um, face. And we'll certainly keep our listeners abreast and we'll certainly publicize any solidarity rallies both here and uh, internationally. So thank you very much again and um, all, all the very best. Thank you very much. Yeah. I have just one thing. I want to say one last word. Very quickly, please. Yeah, thank you very much. We have to, in outside, we have to be in the people of Iran voice here. You know, participate in all rallies which we are organizing and going to the front of the embassies and consulate and those things and also put pressure on our government, you know, and all uh, and also the, uh, the international organization to put pressure on Iranian government to really... Uh, uh, end up this crackdown and, and end up this repression. Yeah, we'll certainly um, do that. Well, thank you very much again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye. All right, that was uh, Bahman Yusufi talking about the protest in Iran and, and what's happening there and the crucial role of the labour movement there. So all to all you labour activists out there, trade unionists, uh, let's let's support our sisters and brothers in Iran and, and keep up the fight. We've really run out of time here. I've actually gone on to the next programme, Palestine. Remember, I did want to say that there is a African um, support African communities rally here tomorrow and against racism uh, Sunday, 1 o'clock at the State Library here in Melbourne and also next week we'll bring you an interview with Celeste Little, uh, an Aboriginal trade unionist and an activist about the Invasion Day rallies and uh, and um, and the Aboriginal issues and, and why it was so important from uh, um, the rallies last week. So anyway, that's really I've got time for, I've gone over time. My name is Pierre Morrow. Uh, we'll be back with Asia Pacific Currents and uh, next week again. Uh, stay tuned to 3CR, your favourite community radio station and Palestine Remembered. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.